to another episode of the Men Insights Podcast. This episode is all about WWE's Extreme Rules. I'm going to be giving my predictions for the pay-per-view. I'm recording this Thursday night, uh, September the 23rd, uh, which is before Friday Night SmackDown. So any matches that are announced on SmackDown, they're not going to be included on here. So if you're expecting that, oops. And I haven't checked WWE.com, which I probably should right now. Let me go ahead and check that that just in case they did add any matches that i'm not aware of uh and then all right wwe.com see if they added any matches to extreme rules that i am unaware of So, from what I can see, does not look like there's anything new added to here. And because yeah, as of right now, we have six matches currently scheduled for the pay-per-view, and yeah, really not a lot of extreme matches for a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. Um, so, but I'm gonna do my best with this. Um, yeah, the matches that we have, um, I'm going to start with this one. It's uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella going one-on-one, which this will probably be a pretty good match. I expect this to be on the kickoff show for the pay-per-view. I mean, I don't expect much out of it. Because, um, again, like I said, it's a big lack of extreme matches on this pay-per-view. But I'm sure they'll add some more stuff on SmackDown. So, But again, I'm not covering that because I'm doing this before SmackDown. But anyways, uh, Liv Morgan and Carmella, I mean... I'll put, this will probably be a pretty good match. I mean, the story going into it, um, not really the most exciting, really. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a decent match. I mean, I don't really expect much out of it. I mean, I don't. What are they really going to gain out of this match for either woman? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I am a fan of both, more so Liv Morgan, but. Uh, I guess uh, I would say Carmella is probably going to win this one. Maybe they'll have a rematch on SmackDown next week. So we'll see how that goes. And then the other matches that we have on here. Uh, we have for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The Usos defending against the Street Profits. This one will probably be a very, very good match. And this might be the one that probably kicks off the main pay-per-view. I would expect it to at least. Uh, so I expect this one to be a very good match. I mean, because... The last few pay-per-views, you know, Money in the Bank and at SummerSlam, they've had the tag matches, tag title matches kicking off the shows. Um, and, you know, they've been pretty good. They've been very exciting, fast-paced, high-impact action kind of matches. And with the Usos, especially, you know you're going to get yourself a pretty good, damn good match. And Street Profits, they're very good as a tag team as well. I'm a, I am a fan of both teams. Bigger fan of the Usos, especially uh, since they reunited under the Bloodline. Uh, right now, um, which you know, I'm very anxious to see how that progresses in the coming months, because uh, we're going on one year of uh, since the story of uh, the Usos and, Ro- and Roman Reigns, you know, was had begun at the Clash of Champions, I believe, last year. Um, yeah, I think it was Clash of Champions, which, you know, that was a very good match with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns and then their LNSL match the following month. And we've seen how that storyline has progressed, which is pretty good. I'm enjoying it very much. Um, but, yeah, for this match in particular with the Usos and Street Profits, it's one of those matches where I feel like it can go either way and I'd be okay with it. 
Um, but I mean, the Usos did just win the titles back a couple months ago, so it might be too soon to take it off of them. But then again, I mean, look at, look at Charlotte Flair. She won the title at Money in the Bank, lost it the next night on Raw, won it back again at SummerSlam. So, you know, WWE loves to hot potato their championships, and that's I, I am, I've never been a fan of that. Um, but for this one, uh, I predict the Usos to retain and maybe get another match out of them with Street Profits at the, going into the next pay-per-view, but we'll see how that progresses. Because uh, we also got Crown Jewel coming up, and um, what's the pay-per-view that comes up after Crown Jewel? Let me see. Uh, huh. According to this, after Crown Jewel is the um, is the Survivor Series, which is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Let me... Let me look this up just to be sure, because I feel like that's that's not right. But let me double check that. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. This Sunday's Extreme Bolts, and October twenty-first is Crown Jewel, and then uh, Survivor Series at the Barclays Center, and then TLC pay-per-view. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, all right. Oh, well, yeah. Here we go. So I guess they'll probably have another match at at Crown Jewel then. But yeah, I predict the Uthos, the Uthos, the Usos to retain this one. And then next up, we have the the first of technically extreme matches as a triple threat match with uh, Damian Priest defending the United States Championship against Sheamus and recent and newly added competitor Jeff Hardy after he defeated Sheamus on Raw this week. Um, this one will probably be a pretty good match as well. Um, you know, all three men I am a fan of, although I will say with Jeff Hardy, especially. Uh, since he made his comeback uh, last year, but more so in the recent months. Um, yeah, he's not where he was, you know, in his prime especially, and certainly not where he was a couple of years ago, and not even where he was last year. He's not at that level anymore, I don't feel at least. Um, not to say that he's completely lost, you know, lost it, but it's just... Uh, I mean, I had this, this discussion with my brother and a couple of other people online. Um, just Jeff is never going to be world champion again. That's, that's my belief, at least. Um, but hey, nothing, doesn't mean that he can't be United States champion. That's why he's competing for it right here. Um, but for this match, again, I mean, I know, like I said, WWE loves to hot potato their championships. But for this one in particular, I think Damian Peace will retain... Uh, in this match, but this one will probably be another very good match. I mean, I, for the most part, I am a fan of triple threat matches. I mean, my favorite triple threat matches: WrestleMania 20, um, uh, WrestleMania, you know, from this year with uh, Edge, Daniel Bryan, uh, and Roman Reigns. Um, and, uh, you know, Jericho, Christian, John Cena, Vengeance 2005 was another very good triple threat match. Uh, main event of SummerSlam 99. Yeah, I yeah for the, for the most part I enjoy triple threat matches, but sometimes they can be you know very. Meh. This one can go either way, um, but I predict that it'll be a very entertaining match, very very entertaining contest, and with it being triple threat, it that makes it no DQ because triple threat matches are automatically no disqualification. So like you know, you know if you follow me on Twitter especially, I was I said like all right we technically got an extreme match on this pay per view now. Um. Yeah, I predict Damian Priest to retain, and if he doesn't retain, then probably Sheamus will win. That's my that's my predictions. 
Uh, so then comes up to the main championship matches that we have featured on the pay-per-view. First up, we have Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship rematch from SummerSlam after Becky Lynch defeated Bianca Belair in a very chicken shit heel kind of way, uh, which I actually like that Bia Becky Lynch is an actual heel now because it makes sense. Uh, when they tried to do it in 2018, it fell flat and she became the biggest old baby face in the women's division or even in the company uh, as a whole. Yeah, but now, after her spending a year and a half away, now that she's back, she's playing the cocky, arrogant heel and it works. It, it's, it's believable. It makes sense and we're invested in it as fans. At least I am. So I enjoy, I'm enjoying this very much. Um... And, uh, and Bianca Belair coming off of, you know, a career highlight uh, performance at WrestleMania, career-defining performance at WrestleMania, um, winning the SB Award with a, with, for her match with Sasha Banks. Uh, so th there's a lot of hype and build-up going into this match. There's, there's a lot to live up to. And so this is one that I'm... that you know, I don't like. I don't want it to be another hot potato situation in 50-50 booking. I, again, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, sometimes I understand why they do that, but for stuff like this, I, I don't want 50-50 booking. But, um, I mean, I, I predict this one potentially to be a match of the night candidate. And, uh, I mean, I would want Bianca Belair to win back the championship, but... I predict Becky Lynch to retain, and then maybe they'll have some kind of match down the road uh, where Bianca can regain the championship. Um, but no, as of right now, Becky Lynch is my choice to win this match, or prediction rather, to win this match. And we have the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss. And the way this one has been building up uh, since uh, Charlotte won the championship back at SummerSlam, it's been interesting. I mean, I, I've been enjoying it very much. I don't know how other people feel, but I've been enjoying it very much. And, um, you know, and I've gone on record many times saying Charlotte Flair is my favorite woman in WWE. My opinion, she's the best woman in WWE. She is what Trish Stratus was in her prime. That is what Charlotte Flair is right now. She is the face of the women's division of WWE. You know, there's no, there's no denying it. You know, other people can have their favorites, but Charlotte Flair... You know, she's the poster child of the women's division. You know, like, John Cena was the poster child of WWE for, you know, the majority of his career. And Roman Reigns has kind of taken up that mantle now. Charlotte Flair is the face of the women's division for WWE. And deservedly so. She is a phenomenal athlete. Has had many amazing matches. Several, many match of the year candidates. Uh, her triple her triple threat match at WrestleMania 32 with uh, Sasha and Becky. Uh, main eventing WrestleMania 35. Um... Her match that she had with Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. All great matches, amazing matches. Hell in a Cell with Sasha Banks, all of her matches with Sasha, really. Um, and her matches with Becky one-on-one, -on -one, especially the last man standing match, or last woman standing match, rather, at Evolution. So, and Alexa Bliss, you know, she's really coming into her own with this this version of her that she's she became, you know, off, off the heels of the Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Um... And she's really taken what that gimmick was and made it her own. And I'm and I'm enjoying it very much. You know, we got the Lily little puppet doll and the, the Charlie, which is really fun. Um, which I'm very tempted to buy that off WWE shop. Um, probably won't, but you know. Um, but yeah, this one 
especially with the way Alexa Bliss is, and with especially their the promo that they had on the uh, Alexa's playground on Raw this week, uh, with with Charlotte talking about wanting the old uh, Alexa Bliss, you know, the five feet of fury and all that. Um, it's 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 gonna be very interesting. I mean, the promos that they've had back and forth. Uh, have been very good, especially this week when when they, you know, took the shots at each other about you know quote unquote being original and all that. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, and I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying the build up to this match, and I can't wait to see this match because this one also has a potential to be a match of the night uh, candidate. Um, probably not as strong of a candidate as as Becky and Bianca, but I feel it is just just a, just as much of a chance. And hey, for all we know, it could be the match of the night. You never know. Um, but again, because I I hate 50-50 and hot potato with the championship, uh, I'm hoping that Charlotte Flair will retain, and I'm predicting that Charlotte will retain. But yeah, I've been wrong before. And then we come up to what is obviously going to be the main event of the pay-per-view. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against the Demon, Finn Balor. Um... And one point that I've made with the other people that I've talked to, that you know, the Demon Finn Balor is undefeated on main roster WWE pay-per-views, uh, from going from SummerSlam 2016 all the way to WrestleMania 35 when he fought Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Title. You know, every time he he's brought out the 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 Demon character, he's never he hasn't been defeated on WWE pay-per-view. He wasn't defeated. When he fought uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam 2016, was did not lose to Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam 2017, nor to AJ Styles at uh, TLC 2017, and then his match with Baron Corbin at SummerSlam 2018, the match with Bobby Lashley WrestleMania 35. Every time he's brought out the the, the demon character um, uh, on on the WWE pay-per-views, he hasn't lost. But this could be the first time that he does lose. And with it being an Extreme Rules match, that leaves the door wide open for either the Usos to get involved or for Brock Lesnar to get involved in a way that would help maintain the the Demon Finn Balor and keep Roman Reigns looking strong as well. Because if it takes multiple people to take to take out Finn Balor, it's it makes him look like he's he's a legitimate credible threat to Roman Reigns in the Universal Championship. Um Whereas if Reigns just beats him flat, clean, one, two, three, as even as the demon, it kind of kills the gimmick. I, I, as how some people would interpret it. I mean, I don't think of it necessarily as that. But you know, putting on my creative cap on for this, uh, if I was were booking this match to to maintain Roman Reigns as a you know you know as the head of the table, tribal chief, you know, unbeatable champion. But also wanting to maintain the aura and the mystique of the demon, I would want to have multiple people involved in the match to show that Reigns was not enough to defeat the the, the demon. Um, but who knows, you know, what the plans are for that? Because we have, regardless of what the result of the match is going to be, we have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel, um, which, I mean, it kind of makes it obvious that he's going to retain the Universal Championship. Uh, which I hate when they do that, those kind of things. I hate when WWE makes it obvious what the result is going to be, you know? But I'm not the one booking this shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one I can definitely see being a, my match of the night candidate. 
and possible match of the year because Roman Reigns, since coming back last year and winning and re winning the Universal Championship, he has been the best that he's been. I've said this during my SummerSlam predictions, and I'm saying it again now. He's been the best, absolute best that he's been. Um, with his his matches against Jay Uso, the matches with Kevin Owens, WrestleMania uh, main event, matches with Edge, matches with Daniel Bryan, the match with Cena, he's he is at his absolute best right now, and this match could potentially be a match of the year candidate, not just match of the night. Um, and with him having the match with Brock Lesnar for Crown Jewel, I'm predicting that he's going to retain the Universal Championship in this match. But that doesn't mean that this won't be won't be a great match because I predict very much that it will be a great match, especially being an Extreme Rules match. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to seeing how this how this is going to go and whatever match matches that they're going to add to the pay per view after this is uploaded. Um, because like I said, you know, recording is Thursday night. This is going to be up Friday morning. So by the time you're watching or listening to this, they'll probably have added maybe two or three more matches to the card. And I will have not, you know, predicted them on this episode, but I'll probably, you know, on the YouTube video, video at least, I'll put a pinned comment on my predictions for those extra matches. Um, but yeah, that's my predictions for the pay-per-view. I'm predicting uh, Liv Morgan to win, Usos to win, uh, Damian Priest or Sheamus to win, Becky Lynch to win, Charlotte Flair to win, and Roman Reigns to win uh, for this pay-per-view. Uh, honestly... Based on just those six matches on the card, this could be a pretty damn good pay-per-view. Um, but we'll see how that goes. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Minutes Podcast. Uh, hope you all enjoyed watching and listening. And those of you who are watching this on YouTube, which most of you do, uh, what do you think of the glasses? Um, they look good on me. I mean, I'm, I, f I think they do. <laughs> but, um yeah, thank you all so much for watching, for listening. Subs please, if you're not subscribed, you can do so. YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all the direct links will be in the description for this episode. And also follow me on my social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, Vero, Snapchat, my two face pa Facebook pages I have listed in the description, my personal page, which... Uh, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to add everybody that sends me requests. I've added a few of you recently, but not, I'm not going to add everybody. Just a forewarning. Or my wrestling fan page, Down for the Count, that I really need to update. Uh, I've been very slacking on that uh, for the better part of a year now. Um, but I will get back on that. Um, and yeah, and also if you want to support me, I have a Patreon. It's not very active, but I do have one. Um, that link is in the description. It's just $1 a month. I'm not asking for much. I'm not a greedy guy. Um, you can also buy a t-shirt, uh, off of my store. I have that in the description as well. Uh, I have fun little wrestling inspired Zack Snyder t-shirts and several other fun designs that I've worked on and others that I'm working on currently that I have yet to unveil. Uh, if you have any ideas, please share them with me. Um, and yes, yeah, and, uh, thank you all so much. Uh, again, for watching, for listening, so for subscribing, uh, please like this. Uh, if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, give it a give a five star rating if you feel so kind. Um, share this on your social media if you you would be so kind. Um, and yeah, I love and appreciate every single one of you who do or truly, truly, genuinely do. And hope you're all doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, taking care of yourselves and your loved ones. And being good people that I know you are and that you can't be. And yeah, 
This has been the Magnetized Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one.